Owl City just put out a new album. How good was it? What were the best songs? All that and more on my review of Cinematic by Owl City. Hey guys, what's going on? My name is Alex Spieldenner, and this is the first ever episode of Play That Back, the Christian music podcast. So today we're talking about Owl City's newest album, Cinematic. Now, Owl City has been around for a while, first gaining fame with Fireflies, and they've been a pretty popular pop artist for quite a while, actually. And this album only came out a couple days ago, June 1st. And admittedly, I haven't listened to Owl City a whole lot since his album all things bright and beautiful i thought this would be a really cool opportunity to reintroduce myself to him uh, owl city of course being the artist name for adam young so we're gonna go song by song and i'll discuss my points on on each one and then we'll sort of discuss the album as a whole so let's get started so the album opens up with the song fiji water And my first thought when I was listening to it the first time through was that Fiji Water seemed kind of quiet for an opening song. I personally think that an opening song should be kind of a big intro and set the tempo for the rest of the album and really get everything started, get you excited for the music that's going on. Unless you specifically want a quiet album, the opening song should not be quiet in that regard. And... Fiji Water, while it's fun and it's cool and the the lyrics aren't bad, it's fun and it's poppy, but it, it almost feels restrained. The music, it's just, it's not very big. It's sort of quiet. It it's, it's good tempo, but the music itself is just sort of, it just seems lacking for an opening song. Now, as a song by itself, I really enjoyed the song. I thought it was really good. In an interview with... Pop Dust's Jason Scott, Young says that the song is about him landing his first record deal. And as far as the the uh, the subject of the song, I think that's about as appropriate as you can get for a first song that's supposed to be an album about his life. Also, in that article, he's quoted as saying that the whole album is supposed to be almost like autobiographical. And the record deal seems like a good way to start that story. A good way of really launching the story musically is telling how he was able to get to the point where he can tell a story musically at all. From a lyrical point of view, I give it, I don't know, like a 6 out of 10. One theme that he keeps bringing up is saying, there's no such thing as luck. And it's a line that almost just seems like shoehorned into the song. Like, it, it doesn't really... It doesn't really add to the rhythm of the song. I feel like it, it almost breaks up the uh, the rhythm a little bit, and it it just doesn't feel very very fitting. Musically, though, I give it like an eight. I thoroughly enjoyed the the mixing and the music behind the song itself. I thought that you know, as Adam Young is so strong at the little sounds and the beeps and just general overall effects to the song, really line up well. And not counting the one particular no such thing as Lux line, the words and the music do complement themselves, as any good song should do. Uh, And so I guess overall, it gets like a 7 out of 10. It's a strong opening, but it's not a perfect opening. Um, I thought it, but I liked it. 
I like the song a lot. So the next song is titled 5th of July, and that's where Adam Young is specifically talking about his birth when he was born. And the song is really going for like a, a magical, mystical, thoughtful feel, like vibe. You know, like it's supposed to be almost inspiring because it's talking about his birth specifically. But I got to be honest, maybe it's just because I'm not a, a parent. I, I wasn't really buying into it the first time I listened to it. Like it just felt slow and a little boring. Now on subsequent listens, I like the feel was able to come a little bit more naturally and I was able to kind of get that a little bit better. But, you know, just in general, it, it was a little weird. My biggest problem is that I don't think it follows Fiji water very well. You know, if you're listening to an album all the way through, you know, the artist put the songs in that order on purpose. And Fiji water feels like it's building up into something. And I feel like the 5th of July makes Fiji water fall flat a little bit because it's it's leading into this slower, more thoughtful song. And I just feel like it hurts the tempo of the album in general at number two. On the other hand, if this album is about the narrative of his life, then his birth kind of needs to come at the beginning. And so, like, I understand why it's number two. I just, I, I don't like the way that it affects the album tempo in general. I, another thought that I had about 5th of July was that with, like, the really rhythmic beat and the chimes in the background and, and the slow, thoughtful lyrics, it almost felt like a Christmas song. Uh, which threw me off because obviously that's not what it is. But the song ultimately does know what it's trying to do when it does it. It's not my favorite song on the record, and I don't think it's super strong on its own. But the album About Your Life probably deserves a song about your birth. And so lyrically, probably like a 7. While I'm not a fan, it's going for like this feeling of simplicity and powerful familial love. And I, I guess it kind of achieves that. I, I think I'll m musically give it like a, a, I don't know, six and a half, seven-ish, something like that. I don't like critiquing a song for achieving what it was going for, but I, I think that it's a little bit hard to listen to, especially over and over again. Like it's not a song that you can listen to continually just because it's telling a story that when you're disconnected from the story itself, it's relatively unaffected now on to the third song uh, entitled all my friends now this song is interesting because it starts off with adam young rapping which it's not any real hardcore stuff in that regards but it is rap all the same and it it sounds a little weird i don't have a huge problem with him rapping but they've got like these kid voices in the background rapping along with him at times which for me is just distracting and annoying like there are times and places where you can try to add audience noise and where you can try even to add like kids to to look for a certain effect but for me it's really distracting in this song um, especially during the rapping parts. I guess the idea is that it's like they are all of his friends. But this, I, I came here to listen to Owl City sing. I did not come here to listen 
to some kids sing along with him. I, I just think it's distract. It, it almost, a thought that came to me was if you've ever listened to like Vacation Bible School soundtrack music, that's almost what it, it came across as. And Vacation Bible School music is not very good. Now, the lyrics themselves, uh, and even the song, isn't terrible. It's upbeat. It's about the strength of friendship, which is, which is, which is kind of cool. And I, I do think that this would have been a better follow-up to Fiji Water, in terms of like musicality, and the musical tempo in general, than Fifth of July. Musically, I, I'll give it like, like a six. The, the kids really bug me, but. The composition of everything else is pretty good. The lyrics are probably like a seven and a half because the lyrics aren't terrible. They're not spectacular, but they're not terrible either. All right, so we'll move on to House Wren. And House Wren is weird because like when I first listened to it, I wasn't a huge fan, but listening to it more, it, it gets better. And in the interview with Pop Dust, he said that it was talking about his... Uh, visits to his grandmother's honestly listening to and reading the lyrics i don't really know how those two associate because he's talking about how he's looking he's a house wren looking for a house and he'll always be moving on when he hears about a potential home you know just by itself i think it, it is a pretty cool song about like looking for a place finding a place where you belong and the music is is very upbeat and poppy there's a lot of techno uh sound into it you know kind of going back to the days of like fireflies but the song is is pretty simple in its message and it doesn't dive much deeper into the analogy or or theme of the house wren other than just like saying the analogy is there and so i don't know lyrically i i'll give this one like a a, a five four and a half five i don't think the purpose is to be a super profound lyrical song but that also means that it isn't musically i'll give it a seven and a half though i like the beat it'll definitely have you whistling along by the end of it now the next song is not all heroes wear capes which is a tribute song to young's dad the thing about this song as with most tribute songs is that the song is more written for the sake of expressing his love for his father than for having it be like a, a fantastic song in and of itself. It's definitely true that passion and emotion and love should be behind music. But I don't think that this song is really great beyond just being a very loving tribute to his dad. The music is very simple. The lyrics are pretty simple. And just overall, I don't think it's worth going back and re-listening to if you're disconnected from the situation as like literally 98% of the people who listen to Owl City are like they're pretty disconnected from his family from his father like if you want to write a song about your dad that's fine that's really cool you need to write songs about what you're passionate about but that doesn't make it a great song for everybody else so lyrically four musically five let's move on so now we reach the song Montana. And on his YouTube video, Owl City actually had a YouTube video about the story behind Montana. And he said that he was telling the story of an old man he knew uh, who moved to Montana as a teenager and just fell in love with the area. 
And I can certainly say that I felt it in the song. With the uh, echo that was put into most of the singing and the music, it was the tempo was was really uh, was just really fast. And the uh, well, I don't know if the tempo was fast, but the music was loud and just wide open. I felt like I was listening to the music from the top of a mountain. And for that, I would give the music itself a 10 on the track. Like he's trying to give the sensation of give the sensation of being like in Montana and feeling the the rush and the excitement of being up in God's country. And I think he does that almost perfectly. Uh, and so I give the music itself a 10. Lyrically, there's there's one particular weak spot where he's describing uh, the main character's job as washing dishes and making friends. And I think that line is just a little awkward. Uh, you know, it's going for the lack of people he knows in Montana. But it, it just it just felt like an awkward uh, point in the music, um, almost like a filler line. Other than that, it's mostly just reveling in the glories of Montana, which isn't super compelling on its own, but it fits the music really well. And overall, it fits the music uh, pretty well. So I was thinking when I was listening to it that the state of Montana should use this as like a uh, tourist advertisement. So I give the lyrics like a seven. Overall, this this song is really good. And as far as execution towards what it was going for, this might be the best song on the album. So now we're going to go to Lucid Dream, which for me felt more like a traditional Owl City song in that the lyrics are whimsical, magical, and even, like, as the name implies, dreamy. The music is very techno-pop sounding. Uh, taken by itself, it feels like a super stereotypical pop song. If you've ever listened to a guy named Adler Davidson, he has a video, a YouTube video, entitled A Pop Song Written Four Hours or Less. And the music is so similar. That doesn't make it bad, but it's probably nothing you haven't heard before musically. Its lyrics, though, are talking about how incredible dreams are. But then when the, with the line, do you believe life is a lucid dream? That's how you study the stars. He actually gets really poetic, referring to the beauty and wonder of the universe, especially if you see a creator behind the design of the universe. It's a really cool theme. Musically, I... I give it like a seven and a half, and lyrically, I, I give it an eight. It's it's a good song. The album so far has been pretty strong, and I think that it actually gets at its strongest stretch from Montana to the next song in the album entitled Always. This is probably the most overtly faith-based song in the album, and in the uh, interview with Pop Dust that we've been talking about, Young says that he wrote this song for his father, who has had health problems. It was written as a message from God. Um, and it actually reminds me of Casting Crown's song, Praise You in the Storm, if you've heard that. Uh, I think this song actually treats trying to, it treats the theme of trying to find God in suffering. I think it treats that theme well. It avoids too many, like, everything happens for a reason, cliche lines or anything. And even though this is a subtle distinction, I don't think it promises immediate relief although it does offer help through the current struggles. And that's important because sometimes God's help is not taking the struggle away. You know, if that were the case, 
no Christian would have any issues in his life because he would be able to just pray and then God would just magically take everything away. But sometimes God is about being there with you through the struggles and giving you the strength to press on despite them, not taking them away. And sometimes we're tempted into believing that if all pain isn't taken away, we're not being answered by God, when in reality, sometimes he's actually holding us up and helping us to endure the struggle instead of taking it away. The music is good in this one as well, succeeding pretty well at staying quiet and slow when appropriate, while also not getting bogged down, like in its emotion. You know, sometimes these songs tend to get really, really uh, slow and contemplative, and this song doesn't let itself get dragged down by that, so I, I like that. Musically, I give this song like an 8 out of 10, and lyrically, oh, let's say a 9. I, I thought that it was a very successful song. So then the album picks up again uh, in its tempo with Cloud Nine, which again is a very typical pop song. However, as Adam Young points out in his YouTube video on Cloud Nine, the meaning of the song is he's trying to give a feeling of like ascending, going up towards heaven and never being brought down by the struggles of the world. He, he re relates on his YouTube video that he writes in three different key changes all going upwards. And that's a pretty cool trend to write into a song because the music is always going up. And I think that's really cool. That being said, the song is supposed to be uplifting and I think it sounds very typical of the press on when life stinks mini genre of like pop music and so i don't know i don't think that that sort of music is super duper compelling i think the musical writing might be better than the lyrical writing it just feels a little ingenuine in this particular song i guess the optimism is just so generalized and he continually says that he will press on if quote your hand is in mine uh, I'll be floating on cloud nine, end quote. This is like a very common theme in these kind of songs, and I just want to see, hear something a little bit more original in this particular vein. Musically, I give it a six, uh, lyrically a five. I think it's fun, but not much actual truth is behind it. Uh, and the same actually goes for the next song, Winners Never Quit. This song, lyrically, is just filled with cliched lines from the title uh, winners never quit to making slow and steady wins the race one of the lines from the chorus as well as a little goes a long way I just didn't think there was a whole lot behind uh, the song winners never quit the music is super simple uh, with little variation or complexity and it's it's fun because Owl City's trademark is that they're like their music is is sort of upbeat and and the tempo's good, but I, honestly, I think the song is pretty forgettable. Uh, it's not super duper compelling in any way, and it doesn't provide a whole lot of new or profound thought, which if that's not what you're looking for, maybe this song is for you, but it's, it's just not, I didn't think it was particularly creative in any way. Lyrically, a five, musically a five, just, just not a fan. Okay, let's move on. So now we've got the song Madeline Island. And as Adam Young reveals in the Pop Dust interview again, this is a song about a camping trip with his parents. As Jason Scott, the guy interviewing Adam Young for Pop Dust, says, this song is very poetic. 
I actually liked this song for even just the way the words sound together, independent of meaning, because the meaning isn't super duper uh, profound in any way, but it's a very poetic description of Madeline Island. And overall, the like it all just sounds really, really good together. The rhymes and there might be some alliteration in there, but the lyrics, but it's hard to separate lyrics from musicality in the song because they merge so seamlessly together. And I, I give the lyrics, I guess, like a, a nine for their poeticism. Is that a word? Poetry, I guess. I don't know. But the music gets a seven as it, it's also strong, but it's a little simple. You know, it's it's meant to complement the lyrics and that's good. But like that doesn't make the music necessarily great in its own right, if that makes any sense. I like this song the more I think about and listen to it. Like it gets stronger almost every time you listen to it. So definitely check that one out. So now we get to the song Be Brave. And Adam Young said in his YouTube video that the meaning of the song was about the story of him meeting his girlfriend at a movie in the middle of the night. And it's a cool little song about how life can change you even in small events if you're willing to take some risks and let life form you. And I think the music is cool and matches the tone of the writing well. That said, its actual execution feels like it means more to Young himself than someone unconnected to the situation, which is kind of a theme with the music on this album. And I get it. I mean, he's writing about his life experiences, and we're going to feel a little disconnected from time to time, just because, like, in a lot of cases, you have to be there to fully understand it. But that doesn't mean that we necessarily have to like the song. It's a good song for him to write, but it's not something that's just, like, inherently fun to listen to. Lyrically a six, musically a seven. It's okay. Now we go to the song New York City. Uh, this is a pretty traditional pop song about like taking a trip. In this particular case, he's going to New York City. I don't know. I, I don't have much to say on this one. It's not particularly memorable. So we'll kind of move on from this one. There's not much, uh, not much to take from it. It's it's just about taking a trip to New York City, and not much else. Uh, not a bad song, but still an average one. Lyrics and music are both like a six. Now, Firebird, on the other hand, is actually really good. I really, really enjoy Firebird. When I was looking up the lyrics, I saw on like the website Genius uh, a commentary that said that Young said that the song was a song about his girlfriend's relationship with her brother. Uh, it was like a fan commentary, so it's not guaranteed true, but that sounds about right. Uh, but it's actually a great song about relationships and dealing with both the excitement of going on to new things, but also having peace about change and even dealing with nostalgia for the older times and the days that are past. I'm actually dealing with this sort of thing right now uh, with my younger brother as I'm moving off to college. And so this song really hit home for me. I really like the writing of this song. I think that it really goes for more of like a pop punk soundish feel. And considering that that genre was like dominated by nostalgic coming of age songs, I think that that is a fantastic pick for uh, a musical genre for this particular song. It really does a great job of like bringing the story of the album to a close. You know, if the 
if an album is supposed to be some sort of like cognitive story this song really gives you the sense that like the story is coming to a close so i give the lyrics an eight and the music an eight as well you know to use another analogy if the whole album is like looking through a scrapbook of adam young's life this is like getting to the last few pages um, and I don't think the placement could have been better because this is the second to last like original song on the album. This song is definitely a hit in the sense that it like hits the mark on what it was going for. And it actually might be my personal favorite on an album full of, of pretty good songs. All right. The last original song of the album. Uh, we're not going to talk about the alternate tracks just because they're some of the other songs and they're just put into uh, put to different music. And so you can check those out and make a decision for yourself but the last song on the album is the uh, title track cinematic and now I, I think that a title track should really reflect the overall theme of the album and I think cinematic does that talking about how quote your life is cinematic end quote and reflecting as young has all album that your life is full of adventure and wonder and you should be excited to live it I also believe that the last song in an album should bring a lot of closure and sort of bring a conclusion to all of the different themes that have been flying around as you've been listening to this music. And I thought that Firebird brought a lot of closure and I thought that Cinematic sort of tied it up with a bow, uh, so to speak. And so I do think that lyrically the song sort of tends towards the like inspirational pop song cliches a little bit. You know, it has lines like, your worst critics are sitting up front and they're giving you two thumbs way, way up. You know, that seems just a little bit cheesy, uh, which is kind of just a reflection of that subgenre of pop music. So what are you going to do, I guess? And, you know, if I'm trying to be mature about my self-esteem, like a, a song telling me that I'm doing great isn't doing a whole lot for me. But that said, the song is really fun. It's catchy. It has a few really cool moments. It's definitely a song that like works really well if you're just like trying to listen with some friends and you're like, oh, this this would be a fun song. Uh, it's really cool. It's not like a showstopper, but it's a fine album ending song. Lyrically, it's like a six and a half, seven. Musically, it's about a seven. It's it's a really good song. Now the album as a whole, because we just talked about every song cinematic was the last one and so i think in general this album focuses a lot on owl city's strengths the mixing is generally pretty good the lyrics are fun they go with the music well they're poetic not all of them are super whimsical but they're all pretty um, emotionally driven and a lot of them are really clever i think that's really cool i think sometimes it falls to some of the faults of a lot of the pop genre and some of the subgenres in pop. But, I mean, that's kind of to be expected and maybe even excused considering that Owl City is such a big pop name. Like, that's what he does. And so, to a degree, you kind of got to fit your genre. Overall, I think it's a really good album. I really, really enjoyed listening to it. This was an awesome opportunity to get back into Owl City. Uh, and I definitely would recommend the album to anybody who has enjoyed Owl City in the past. If you already enjoy Owl City, you've probably already heard the the album. But I think that'll about do it. Uh, overall, just a good album. 
And so I think that'll do it for today, guys. Thank you for listening. Um, huge shout out to my great friend Jacob Chavez for the intro and outro music. You can find him on Instagram at the underscore running underscore violin. Um, if you have questions, comments, review requests, if you want me to review a particular album, um, or if you just want a shout out, I'll give you guys shout outs. You just got to email me at playthatbackpodcast at gmail.com. Also, a huge shout out to Natalie. Um, I don't have a link from her yet as to where she wants me to send you guys, but she did the awesome logo for this podcast. And so I will hopefully be able to put that in the description of the podcast. Uh, If not, that'll be in the next episode. Uh, I'm planning on having this show be on Monday every two weeks. Uh, Two weeks from now might be a little difficult because I'll be just coming back from a Um, trip where there's not a whole lot of internet connection, but I'll try to get that out for you guys. Uh, Other than that, I'm just really excited. I can't wait to see where this goes. Again, comments, questions, play that back podcast at gmail.com. And I think that'll be it, everybody. Thanks for listening. God bless. Happy listening.